Hey everyone, welcome to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Marie-Pierre, and for all my English friends out there, you can call me Marie. I am a registered dietitian with a background in psychology. My passion in life is to help individuals heal their relationship with food and their bodies. If you're tired of dieting and tired of restriction, you are at the right place. I'm hoping that this podcast will help and support you as you heal your own relationship with food and your body and give you the tools, the resources, and the knowledge that you need to finally ditch the diets. Every week, you will be hearing from guest experts and myself on all things food, body, and mind. I am so happy that you're here and I cannot wait to support you on your journey. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, my friend. I hope that you are doing so wonderful. We are already mid-February. If you're listening to this as it's coming out, we are post-Valentine's Day. I hope that you had such a beautiful time. Last week, I got to host another workshop on emotional eating. I hope that you were there. I hope that we got connected. It was so good. I love to be able to teach on emotional eating because it really bridges my love of psychology and nutrition together. And I feel this is a topic that has a lot of shame and guilt around it. And one of the themes that came out a lot during the workshop that I wanted to bring to this podcast is this idea of if I know that emotional eating has not helped me, why do I keep doing it? And a little bit of hopelessness starts to set in when maybe we feel okay, I know it's not a helpful coping mechanism, but I cannot stop myself. I feel out of control. I know it's not aligned with who I want to be and the person I am, and I cannot stop. And if this is you, I want to first give you a big virtual hug because it's such a hard feeling to hold when we have so much personal ownership and feeling it's a personal failure. And the fact that I haven't been able to stop is my fault and I know better, and I should be better, is really, really difficult. So I want us to take a moment here to just create that space and giving yourself so much compassion. And now I want to talk about it because I know, and based on last week's conversation, I know that you are not the only one if you have been feeling this way. And this can apply to so many different coping that we do, right? There may be more than just food in our life that we continue to do, even though we know it may not be the most supportive thing or it's not aligned with the highest version of us. And that does happen. And today I want to explore why from a shame-free approach, because the, the issue, the problem is not you. It's not that you lack motivation or willpower or discipline. That's BS, right? That's diet culture messaging that wants you to believe that you are the problem because if you are the problem, then they can send you the solution, which is diets, right? Or if you're the problem, then they don't have to look at their messed up system that really doesn't work, i.e. diet culture. But if we know logically that something doesn't work for us, why do we continue to do it? Well, the answer is simple, but not easy. (laughs) The answer is that The reason we continue to do that thing is because it's serving us in some way. 
there is a reason why as humans, we do behaviors, right? And if we look at behavior one-on-one and psychology 101, we know that we are very driven to do different behavior based on our needs, right? A lot of the behaviors that we have are driven by either emotions or thoughts that we have or needs that we're trying to meet. And when we engage in a behavior that we may label as this is not the higher version of me. This is not what I want to do, but continue to do it. Instead of adding on the shame and the guilt and feeling, ah, just power my way through this or discipline my way through this. We know that doesn't work. If you're listening here today, you've probably tried that. So instead, we're going to want to look at it from a curious eye. Why is it that this is still showing up for me? How is this still serving me? Right? When it comes to food, one of the things that's really interesting is that food and emotions are deeply linked. Right? That connection has been done time and time again since basically we were born into this world. Right? We can think back to when we were babies and our mothers or parents were trying to soothe us with milk, right? From a very, very young age, we start associating our emotions and coping with those emotions with food and using food in different ways, right? And then when we are young and we have team sports and then we get ice cream at the end of a a game or whatever, and then we start associating, oh, wait, Food makes things better. It increases my pleasure, right? From a very young age, we start associating food with emotions, which means that that coping mechanism is potent. It is powerful. It's effective. It's helpful. It works. That's why we use it. And there's no shame in knowing that, you know what? Emotional eating has been serving me. And I may be ready to explore other ways. You know, both can be true. We can both at the same time understand how helpful and how, man, I'm so glad that food was there for me during those times and know that I'm ready to learn to deal differently. And the most, the best analogy or metaphor, I still don't know the difference between analogy and metaphor. I should probably Google that after this episode. Do you guys know? But the best, imagery (laughs) that I have to explain this is the log in the water. And I don't know if you've heard me talk about this before. If you're a client of mine, you have heard me talk about this before. If you're in the balance program, you've heard definitely me talk about this before, but it's basically this idea that, you know, imagining yourself in the middle of the ocean and there's a big storm happening. The waves are so high. The wind is really high. You're barely making it, you're trying to swim through, and then you find a log. And to save yourself, you start holding on to that log, right? The log helped you. It's helping you cope, right? Now, if we imagine this with emotional eating, that's how we can see it, right? When life maybe got really chaotic, when things really difficult were happening, or just, you know, being human on planet earth is really freaking hard. Maybe food was a way that we found to cope. Maybe food was something that could help us ease the pain or provide pleasure or comfort or help us numb in the times that we just couldn't bear to feel anymore, right? 
And in that moment, we know that it's been very helpful. But then what happens is that maybe now we're in a place where we're trying to learn how to swim. You know, maybe the the storm has passed, right? And we've swam to the to the beach. And now we may be walking on the beach and we're still holding on to that log. And it's heavy. It's maybe no longer helping us in the way it used to. Right? And we're having a really hard time putting the log down because it has been such a huge thing. It has been like, what if there's another storm? You know, we have a hard time letting go because we may not have other coping. So that's how I, I tend to see, you know, our relationship to food and emotional eating is that it has been such a significant coping strategy that can be really hard to let go of it. And there's no shame in that, right? As humans, we do things that are effective for us and that has been effective, even if now maybe it's not as much, right? Maybe if now, maybe it's creating more guilt, maybe it's creating more shame. Maybe there's just a lot that's attached to it now, not as effective, but it's still helpful in that moment. But now we want to learn to swim without the log. And this is where we're at. But the first part here is just really like understanding the impact of not blaming the log. And that part is hard because when it comes to eating, we start blaming yourself. I've had clients who've told me that they hated that they use it food, right? Hate the fact that food was my coping. Why could not have been anything else? So I think the first piece that we want to do here is make peace with the fact that food has been my coping. And can I find compassion for myself? Maybe even gratitudes towards food. I know this may sound really weird, but kind of changing that perspective that we have towards food. What if we were able to kind of say, thank you, you know, thank you for being there for me. I can see how it's been helpful for me. And now we're ready to do something different. I really believe that that part is really important because the shame and guilt that we can have around food can often stop us from doing the work, right? Because we're just piling on so many emotions on top and it gets very overwhelming. And then when we get overwhelmed and then we go back to our old coping skills and then it's food again. And then it's the cycle because we're like, oh, I'm so pissed off that I'm using food, but now I'm stressed and there's guilt and there's shame and I'm anxious and I feel sad. And then I use food again because I'm coping. And then it's like this cycle that continues. Right. So I think the first part is if we can just start to see, like, I can understand that it's no longer something I want to do. And I can also understand that it's something that has been so helpful that has helped me through the storm. And I can thank food for how it has helped. And I can start working towards developing new coping skills. Right. So again, food is something that we have connected to our emotions from a very long, long, very young age. It is something that's very potent, very powerful as a coping mechanism, and it is effective in a short term. So although your logical head may be hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I know that it doesn't help me long-term because I don't feel better long-term X, Y, and Z. We can still make peace with the fact that right now it's still helpful though, right? Right now it's still serving you. Right now there's still something that is, you know, maybe that food is meeting your need or the diet or whatever it is. And once we come to this piece of acknowledgement of a little bit more compassion, hopefully, 
then we can decide how we want to move forward, right? I really believe, and I say this all the time, and I'm going to keep saying it until the day that I die, that healing your relationship with food and your body are the two. It's the most impactful work that you can ever do. Because once we have a good relationship with food and body, we get to experience this world differently. And honestly, the more that I grow up in age... I feel like I feel like I'm an old soul, but the more that I, you know, experience this life, the more that I'm like, but that's the fucking point. The only point of this life is to experience it. What else is there? <laughs> you know, and we experience this in different ways. It might be through family, through friends, through your work, through your purpose, through travel, through however you experience life. But at the end of the day, for all of us, that's the purpose. That's why we're here. We're here to experience our life. And if your relationship to food and body is not allowing you to experience it, then I think that this work can be the most freaking impactful thing ever. And I would very much invite you to reflect on that and see how you want it to play out for you. And the last thing I'm going to say here before we end the podcast today is that as you're hearing this, I just want you to know that it's possible for you. I can imagine that you may be sitting here, it's easy for you to say, and or cool, 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 but that can't happen for me. I can't do that. I've never been able to. My eating disorder voice has always been there, or it's always been a struggle for me. Let's take a deep breath here. That voice that comes back fighting really hard. It's a voice inside of you that wants to protect you, right? We're maybe afraid of failing. Maybe we're afraid of letting go of the coping. There's so many reasons. And it's just a thought. It's not true. I really believe that you get to do that. You get to heal. And I say that because 10 years ago, I could never have imagined ever healing my relationship with food and body. Like I hear myself talk today, there's some days and I'm, who am I? Who even is this person? Because my relationship to food in my body was so bad. It was so awful. And when I would hear people talk about intuitive eating or listening to your body or feeling connected as mumbo jumbo, I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't happen for people like me. I don't understand it until I did the work. And now I get it. And now I've helped hundreds of people do the same thing. And like, I would say 70% of them, 80%, maybe 90, will start with, I don't know if this is going to work for me. That's how it starts because we maybe don't have that evidence yet. Yeah. Maybe we haven't ever lived in this world as an adult, having a good relationship with food and body or even as a child, maybe you've never experienced that. So it makes a lot of sense that our brain wants to protect us and be, no, that's not it for me. I can't do that. But I would really challenge you to think about what if, what if it could happen? What if you could have a great relationship with food in your body? How impactful would that be for you? Right? All right, my friends, this is it for today. I hope that this podcast was helpful, insightful, maybe supportive in shifting some of our beliefs around our ability to heal and reasons why we continue to do, you know, behaviors that we may not want to do anymore and really give ourselves a lot of compassion. And if you're wanting to do this work, reach out to me over Instagram. I would love to be able to connect with you to see if I can support you through this work. I really, really believe in you. I trust 
that you, you know, you will know what is best for you and how you show up for yourself. And I hope that you can believe in yourself too. On that note, my friend, I hope that you have a wonderful day and we'll connect soon.